Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of HB Criticals Podcast, where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm Drell, and I am joined by the one and only Brandon. Yes, indeed. Hello, everyone. The one and only friend of this podcast. For real. We're, it's just the <laughs> dynamic duo tonight. Um, so it's going to be fun, going to be quick. Um, but since it's just us, Brandon, I get a little more time to talk to you. What you been playing yeah. lately? Oh, man. So la- since last podcast, I was mentioning that I was uh, playing Advanced Wars 2. I'm done with that now. I have finished, finished both it? Advanced Wars games. Both Advanced Wars games is the, are, are finished now. I, I've completed that collection. Obviously, there's a lot of like bonus content that you could dive into, but I finished the stories. I'm ready to put it down for now. I've, I've had my, more than my fun with that game. Um, and not too long after that, I picked up Pikmin, the original Pikmin, uh, because they released one and two recently on Switch. And I finished Pikmin 1 in like two days. It is actually a very short game once you know what you're doing. And it was really good. Like I was actually, I had dabbled in Pikmin before back when it was on the Wii. And I I liked it enough back then. But coming for whatever reason, playing it here on Switch, it clicked with me a lot more. Like the adventure slash strategy aspect of it. I was just really, I had just really got into it, like into the zone. And then I, the reason why I finished so fast is just I got obsessed. Like in those last two days, I was just like, how the fuck am I not playing Pikmin right now? <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just kept going back to it. And for my credit, I think I'm pretty, I think I got a knack for this, for the, for this series. Only because, nice. only because um, I got to the final area and I remember someone telling me a while ago, I was like, oh man, be re- make sure you make, sh- okay. So, so real, real quick, for those who don't know about Pikmin 1, um, the premise of the game is that you have 30 days to recover 30 of your ship parts or you will die basically on this planet. <laughs> So the game does have a have a time limit, but I was getting pretty good. I was getting like two to three parts a day, so I was like way ahead of the schedule. And someone, and in my mind, some I was doing that because someone told me, "Oh man, for that last area that where you get the thirtieth part, you need at least two to three days for two to three in-game days to get that last part." So I was getting myself ready. So I was like, "All right, cool. I have seven days to spare. I'm good." I did it. I did the last thing in one day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was like, well, damn, I beat it way fast. I, I guess maybe I have an act for this series. So yeah, I love Pikmin one. I have um, already started Pikmin two. This <laughs> is because, because I enjoyed it so much. I just couldn't wait to get the second one. And I'm also trying to polish up miles Morales before Spider-Man two comes out. So wish me luck on there. I'm definitely going to platinum miles Morales. I don't have time, but I want at least roll credits. That reminds me of persona. Like the way you describe Pikmin reminds me of persona. You know, how Pikmin one, Pikmin one specific. Yeah. Pikmin one specifically is actually has a lot of similarities to persona. You do have to like manage your time effectively to um, make sure you're getting parts and you can reset. Here's the thing. Like, uh, like that sounds stressful, but you can reset days whenever, like you're not locked in that day. Like if you had just like a really shitty day in Pikmin, you could just rewind the whole day and, oh, and just okay. do it over. You can even go back several days. The only count, like, let's say you're in day seven and you realize, damn, that day four was just a, was just a, the foundation that messed up all these other days for me. So you can go back to day four, even if you're in seven, however, you have to do five and six over again, okay. you know? Yeah. So you can go back as far as you want or just redo that day. So it's not as bad as I'm describing, but uh, you definitely do want to manage your time. Like if you really don't feel like you did enough that day, you can reset it. But no, I enjoy Pikmin 1 a lot. It's definitely has a lot that can be improved upon, which I'm sure later games did. But the one, this one's very charming. Very That's charming. good. I never got the, I never played it. So, you know, I knew there was an appeal to Pikmin, but I didn't, I had no idea about anything until you just told me. I've learned about Pikmin right now. Like that, your, yeah. your explanation is my Pikmin. Yeah. I know some people can't get into it because the Pikmin are very cute. 
and you don't always kill them all. That's that's you don't you you don't you don't kill them you don't kill them, but they but your decisions can easily get them killed, and then you have to like deal with that. Yeah, my knowledge of Pikmin is that like don't get attached to them because they will most likely all die. Um, You know, you got to do what you got to do. What if I I I was considering trying to do Miles Morales, but just don't think I have the time. I'm still trying to finish Final Fantasy 16, so. Well, Miles um, Morales is not that long a game, but it also is Monday the the, the week. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the Monday before if, the if, Friday if, of the release. Yeah, I mean, if you're not concerned about playing two at launch, I mean, you could just chip away at Miles and then play two whenever you're ready. I suppose. I don't think I will. You know, there. Are, I usually I usually like to. We have time to go off on little tangents here. It's just the two. Of yeah, them. let's do it. Um, do I it. usually like to buy games so that I don't forget that I want to play them, which is really bad practice because I know that I'm not gonna play them when they originally come out, and I could mm. totally get them later on when they're on sale. Um, and I'm thinking I might end up doing that for Spider Man too because. I haven't played any of the Spider-Mans. Not the first one, not Miles Morales. And I own Miles Morales. Um, but I mean, when I'm when I'm at my day job, like I'm I'm working and I'm thinking, like, I just want to go home and play Octopath 2. <laughs> like I'm still on Octopath. So like yeah. I, I don't think there's any, you know I don't I don't know if it will be cons- something considered for game of the year. I don't know if it's something that I need to like play immediately you know what i mean like i don't i don't think that it's gonna be i mean this the you know pre the previews and and early scores are really really good but i feel like we mm-hmm. knew it was gonna be that yeah um so i don't know if i'm gonna be missing out and i should just play it quickly or if i should just finish what i have on my plate um because you know next year is all about princess peach showtime and final fantasy 7 like rebirth i'm dropping everything for those two games so i'm just like <laughs> yeah no those are those are pretty big and important games i'm just trying to they come finish. out so close together too yeah yeah and i, I i'm happy i i'm actually happy that there's both of them because uh you know I, like how do you I, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit more since we're already talking about it uh but i i go through gamer fatigue if i play the same game too much no, I get that. Um, okay, get that great. Too. <laughs> I'm not alone. I definitely get that. I actually just came back from a little bit of gamer fatigue. Like, I was in a mood where I just wasn't really wanting to play a whole bunch of stuff besides, like, casual stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I just got out of it now. I'm back in my uh, mood of uh, trying to complete games. I will I will say that list that I made on my personal Twitter where I'm, like, completing games, it does create, like, an addiction to want to finish more games, and which which is a nice cyclical way of like keeping yourself motivated, mm-hmm. but then the, of course, but of course it backfires because it's like oh my god I got so many games left. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah yeah. So it, I I will I will say that it does that it never causes burnout because because it's like sometimes it just straight up does, but uh, other times it motivates you. So you know it's got that little duality going for it, I suppose. Yeah, like I, I I'm playing Baldur's Gate three with the partner and. Um... That game is huge. Like, it is so big, so massive, and it's a very slow game. Um, So, like, what I mean by that is everything, everything in that game is voice acted, and it's done really, really well. So that Mm -hmm. makes you not want to skip through any dialogue. But when you're talking to, like, an ox that talks really slow because you used your speak with animal spell... And, like, you, you <laughs> listen to everything it has to say, and then you have five options to choose of, like, 
dialogue and then you want to go through all of them because you don't want to miss anything and then you just spent 25 to 30 minutes talking to an ox for no fucking reason uh that is me playing Baldur's Gate 3 yeah that's what <laughs> happened to me back in the day when I used to play the Knights of Star Wars Knights of the Republic games because but you know same developers as the original Baldur's Gate everything was voiced and so you didn't want to skip the dialogue yep. now you could skip alien dialogue because alien dialogue was just kind of like the reuse reused um mm. voice files they're not speaking english but the english ones you know it's pretty much unique stuff all the time so you just want to hear it mm-hmm. and and then if they have like a line of dialogue that's just basically giving you information it's like oh man what is this person gonna say about this incident right and then you, you gotta do them all like, you got like, what does this character have to say about this crime lord? Or oh, what does this character have to say about this crime lord? Yep. And it's just like everyone has different opinions on it. You just want to hear them all. It's yep. like that's that's where your time comes in. Like the games itself probably wouldn't be as long if we weren't doing that. Yes, but we like this. And what can we so say? We, we're, we're, we're RPG fans who love our story. Yeah, and it's so good. Like, it, it, like I went to yesterday. I was playing yesterday, and. We were we were like on a mission to go save some some people or whatever. Like I don't want to spoil anyone, but we were on a mission to save some people, and you know my bag was kind of getting full and full, full, full excuse me. And if your bag gets full, you get encumbered and you walk slower. And I don't like walking slower, so I was like, all right, let me go offload all this stuff that I'm not using. Let me sell it. And uh, he had just also done like the same thing, so he went and sold his stuff. So I went to the same person he sold his stuff to. And I happened to have a different conversation with that person and it turned into a full on side quest of like completely different things that he didn't get at all just because I said one different thing. So now we have a a, a whole new side quest added to our thing that is very significant to the overall plot that he completely missed. And I was just selling stuff. And that is so cool to me. Like, that is awesome. I, I just said one different thing than he did, and it turned into an entire, like, a whole thing that now we have to do that we co- would have completely missed. And there's already stuff that, like, we've missed. Just, I know there's a ton of stuff that we've missed. Um, because, like, I've seen online things that people are doing, and I'm like, I don't even have that option. Because, uh, you know, I spoke to the wrong person or said the wrong thing. Uh, but it's so, so cool. So I'm, I'm loving that, and I'm enjoying that. I'm not having burnout out from that, but... Going from that back to like Final Fantasy 16 or Octopath 2, even if even though I want to, sometimes it can be kind of hard to transition into like this this linear story and the action based mm. combat where Baldur's Gate 3 is like turn based spells that I'm casting in D and D, and I play D and D every week, so it's very familiar to me. And then I went back to Final Fantasy 16, and I was just like, damn, what's happening right now? Um, which yeah. the game does have a really good way of, you know, talking about what's happening. You can go and speak to people and recount what's going on. Um, but it's, I just don't like, I wasn't in the FF 16 mood after playing Baldur's Gate, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're not, you're just not. In the oh, I know exactly do. what you mean. Yeah. It's rough. And I, I've been loving the Pokemon DLC. Like I just got back into Pokemon recently. I don't know why. I think it's because we were doing Pokedoku every day, um, which (laughs) is like made me want to play Pokemon more. So now I'm, I'm like, I'm finally, you know, doing stuff in the DLC. I just, I'm catching a brand new team to play with. So 
doing all of that and then just shifting back to something like ff16 like i feel like i i should have finished it already so it kind of lost its i was on momentum like i was like oh this game's great i'm going 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 and i stopped and getting back into a game after losing momentum that momentum stop. yep is yep, 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 so yep. so rough yeah and once you've passed no a week that momentum has grind, grind to halt it's not impossible to get back to it it's not impossible but man, once you've once you've cr- crossed that threshold, it is so hard to get the ball rolling again. Yeah, especially if the game has a lot of controls to it. And we have so little time. Like you know, we're adults who have lives and jobs and have to keep relationships with people and talk to them and go to work and all the extra activities. Like we, there's so little time to devote to all the games that came out in 2023. They keep coming out in 2023. Yep, yep. Spider Man this this week. So it's like you really have to decide. Sonic is coming out soon. Yes. Yeah. You really have to decide what you want to play. I was excited for Sonic Superstars, but I don't know if I'm gonna get it launched, man. I like because Mario Wonder and Spider Two are coming out this week. What? Where am I gonna find the time to play Sonic Superstars Two? Like, I'm I don't st- have it. I don't have it. I still want to play uh, 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 Detective Raincoat Archive. Archi- what is it? Detective Raincoat. I thought you were gonna say Pikachu, and then you like. That's another one. I also want to play because I never played the original. I know people have had some issues with it, but Detective Pikachu. Two or whatever it's called is also on my radar of like games to play. Chrissy finished that in like two days. I'm just like, I shouldn't be surprised, but I also am. Like... <laughs> to be fair though, I don't feel like it's very difficult. Like I feel like anybody can. Oh, it's not a long game, and it's not a lot of difficult game either. But yeah. So I, we we just got to do it, I guess, at some point. But yeah, Master Detective Archives Rango. I still haven't gone back to it. I don't know when I'm going to. Yeah. I want to at some point because I want to see how the story ends. But man. That last chapter did not do me any, any favors. So like, oh my gosh. Um, but speaking of, you know, games that we haven't played, we can talk about a console we haven't played yet. What's the console we haven't played yet? The new PlayStation 5 console. Um, I mean, technically, you know, it's just a PS5. But it's slim. Mm. And there's a PlayStation slim. 5 edition and the PlayStation 5 digital edition. I'm going to talk a little bit about it from the PlayStation blog. It has a smaller PS5 design, comes with one terabyte of stir- storage um, for both the PS5 and the PS5 digital edition. And the new model provides options to add an Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive to your PlayStation 5 digital edition. So you could technically, if you wanted to, buy the digital edition for cheaper, buy the add-on for the disc drive, and have a regular PS5. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know what the circumstances are that would make someone want to do that unless, like, you just, like, couldn't afford to get the original PS5. Or if you just don't want the big bulky, like, side, uh, or, like, you know, sometimes I take my PlayStation to my friend's house, I would really like this smaller, slimmer PS5 without the disk drive that I can not take with me. I feel like that would be kind of cool. Um, so this new PS5 is, uh, it has the Ultra HD Blu-ray disk drive that you can purchase separately, one terabyte SSD storage for more internal storage. Um, it's been reduced in volume by more than 30% and weight by 18% and 24% compared to the previous models. There are four separate cover panels, the top portion and a glossy look while the bottom remains in matte. So like it's separated for anyone who's not watching. It's like there's a... 
there's like a, a the regular PS5 faceplate, except for it's cut in half, and so the top is one style and the bottom is another. Um, if you purchase the PS5 Digital Edition, you can add the Blu-ray disc drive later, which will be sold separately for eighty dollars, uh, eighty US dollars. Um, it's coming in November. Uh, it'll roll out globally after that. Um, the PS5 with the Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive is four ninety nine ninety nine. The digital edition is four forty nine ninety nine, um, which is the same price, right? Five hundred four forty. Yeah, four four fifty and five hundred. Are those the same price? No. I thought those. I thought it was five hundred and four hundred originally. Yeah, so they're not the same price. Yeah, it seems like the digital version is a little more expensive for hmm. the slim. Is that is this after they already announced that they were raising the price? So I guess this is the result of that. Remember when PlayStation said they were raising the price of the PS5? I, I think do remember that. It. Yes. I wonder if this yeah. is the result of that. Maybe maybe this is maybe this is what they meant actually. Because uh, to my knowledge, uh, the original models are kind of getting discontinued after the Slim comes out. Yeah. I don't know. Um, let see if it says that um so to continue the horizontal stand is going to be included with the ps5 model but the vertical stand is not included it is sold separately for 30 dollars dislike mm. a lot um i dislike that too a variety of ps5 console cover colors for the new model will be available starting 2024 including an all matte black uh, Deep Earth Collection in Volcano Red, Cobalt Blue, Sterling Silver, the ones we've already seen. Uh, the covers will start at $55. Let's see. I think I remember reading all the specifications were the same. So I'm going to skip that portion. It doesn't say here, but I do remember hearing... That you are correct, Franzen, that they are going to stop selling the original. I, I can't verify it, but I do feel like I remember hearing that, having heard that. Um, mm. So we get a price increase. You get more storage on the inside. Uh, you get a new design. You get a smaller form factor. How do you feel about this, Brandon? Everything else is the same, though. So it's not like you're, if you already have an original PS5, you're not missing out on anything except for smaller form factor. And I do appreciate that aspect of it, that uh, it's it's uh, not the pro model that some people are asking for, which I don't think is needed right now, but that's a different story. Yeah, no, this is a nice option for those who haven't gotten a PlayStation 5 yet. You know, it gets you uh, It's also It was also inevitable because Sony has historically kind of always done this with, like, their PlayStation consoles, made a slimmer model uh, a few years after the original has come out. So this is, un this is not unexpected. So a nice slim model, so... A little easier for people to maybe that you know for, for those who weren't buying it specifically because it was too big couldn't find space for it in their homes um you know that's a nice little incentive as well bigger storage is always a great it is always a great thing um for my part i got one of those ssd storage devices for the inside of my ps5 so i don't have to worry about storage did as you much. install it on your own but, yeah that was it easy? I did. it was just very simple actually like I, I i did open up like a youtube tutorial just to like see honestly the hardest part was just taking off the covers of ps5 like you know we we you know, changeable covers um just because there's like a certain trick to like getting them off once you've taken them off once it's oh, like super easy, easy to keep. yeah <laughs> that first time yeah. but after yeah super easy after yeah yeah that was the hardest part just getting those damn covers off as for then putting actual ssd in was so easy you just need like a screwdriver and it's like like I'm not a very 
te technical person that comes to like doing fixing yourself up jobs, but this was this was so simple. For those who got like the new Nintendo 3DS back in the day, it was as simple as like opening that up and like putting an S uh, the micro SD card. If anyone remembers that process, which wasn't that <laughs> difficult either. But uh, no, it's very easy. It was very easy to do. But yeah, getting back to the slim. Um, yeah, I do like that it's a you know it's a nice option for those who haven't gotten a system already. They get a slimmer model with a bigger um, store with better storage. And uh, for those digital owners, now they have the option to uh, get a, a Blu-ray hard drive. Again, I don't see many people taking advantage of that. If they specifically made the choice to get the digital, there's not a huge amount of people who are, probably want the disc drive at all. But yeah. I'm glad that the option is there to add it if they you know, realize they messed up. Or like you said, maybe they just couldn't afford it at the time. Or that's all they could get. And then they just wanted that, you know, that option later. So, you know. Cool. More options are better. To be honest, price-wise, I don't think it makes sense. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> right? it really, if, then... like, 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 like. I really think that if you think if you if you have any doubt whatsoever, if you're gonna use disk drive, just get the disk drive one. Yeah, like that's the, just, the like, like, separate yeah. disk drive is gonna cost you eighty dollars, and the slim is only fifty dollars cheaper than the one that already has. It. So you'll spend up and spend <laughs> more money if you do, yeah. do this route. You'll end up you'll, spending you'll a significant amount of money. Also, I've been yeah. trying to get my PS5 out of this bag because I'm, I'm pulling a Brandon for anyone watching. Uh, when Brandon has something, he grabs it. So I was, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't put, I took my, my PS5 out with me yesterday to play some games uh, at friend's house. And I haven't, thank you. And I haven't put it back up. I literally just took it back out of the bag. This is a hefty, chunky boy that I travel with. Uh, so, considering that I could get something smaller than this, and even get rid of this, like, bulk, because to be honest, most of my games are not physical anymore. The only time I'm yeah. buying physical is just if I'm buying collector's editions. Like, I don't think I've mm -hmm. bought, like, a specific physical game for PS5 at all this year. Unless it was a physical edition. And I haven't upgraded the SSD, which I, I, I wanted to do. And now that you've told me how easy it is, I'm going to wait for an Amazon sale to do that because I'm, I've been just deleting things off of here to, you know, fit stuff. But I don't think this, I don't think the slim, ver like, it's so strange because I kind of want to buy the, just the slim version just to like have a second PS5 to use and travel with. But that also just seems like a really stupid waste of money when I have a perfectly fine PS5 here. But for anyone who is just watching me struggle get this thing out of the bag, you'll understand how difficult it is to travel with this compared to like a, a the the Series S, which is like a much easier like square. Um, but as far as this, I just don't. My opinion on it, I don't understand why it seems like they're just really trying to get money out of people with this. To me. Um, I think it's a great idea, but like charging an extra eighty dollars for the for the uh, uh, the Blu-ray extension um, when you're only charging fifty dollars less, that is that's already paying too much money. Um, and it then is. you have to pay an additional thirty dollars if you want to stand it up vertically. And I love that all the yeah, marketing that, that I don't like at all. All the marketing like is this thing standing up vertically, right? So it's like they, yeah, they're showing that's... you that it should be like this, but you're gonna have to pay an extra thirty dollars to get it that way. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of the fact that. Uh... 
Um, if you do decide to get the digital, but then get the Blu-ray, it'll only ultimately cost you more money. I think that's uh that's that's a, that's kind of a bad faith thing. Like it's like it's like really punishing people for like making the bad the wrong purchase decision, and it's like that just seems again bad faith. And the, but the stand is the stand is like why are you doing this? Like and the, the worst... original one had it. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the worst no, part is that. If you bought an original PS5, you got the stand for free. So if you buy one of these, mm-hmm. you still have to spend an, an extra 30 bucks over what I didn't have to pay. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I, you, I really you're spending like $530 just to do what I can do uh, regular price. Um, I also don't like that they didn't make it. Um, well, I guess that makes sense. So never mind. I was going to say, I wish they would have found a way to make uh, the current face face plates compatible. I have four different colors. I have black, pink, blue, and purple, just because I did some trading with friends. Um, And so they were $50 each. They're kind of expensive for just some cosmetic bullshit, not going to lie. Yeah. I didn't pay for most of mine. I just have really nice friends that we traded colors with. Um, But Well, yeah. but But I will say, like, yeah, it is a little overpriced, but I definitely like the fact that it is you know a lot cheaper to customize your home console than previous like like if you like i just remember the back in the days of the gamecube i just saw these like sexy ass colors for the gamecube i was like yeah but i'm not buying them you have to buy a whole new gamecube yes yeah whereas ps5 just slipped some covers on and you got your customized system and i think that's nice I yeah and they nice. work really well like like we mentioned mm-hmm. before once you do it once like popping those bad boys off is so easy and i i mm-hmm. love how user friendly the ps5 is that i can literally just pop it off open it up clean it out do things that i never would have done on previous consoles uh but that's a different conversation i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> I don't want to praise them when I think this is kind of weird, the way that they've done this to to make money off of people. Uh, But I've seen, like, prototypes of it. I don't know if what I've seen is true, but if uh, if it is, uh, the the size difference is uh, uh, very significant. Like, you'll... I'm sure everyone will see it, but the size difference is worth, like, reconsideration. I... If I could sell my original PS5 and get a slim i would probably consider it just because just because i'm someone who travels with my ps5 like if i never took it anywhere i wouldn't even be considering this but this this one actually right here i can't show the camera but um the the hdmi port here is kind of, or maybe you can see it it's kind of pushed out so the hdmi falls out of my ps5 sometimes um, because I kept, you know, traveling with it, pulling it in and out a lot. And so for me, like a smaller one, fixed HDMI, uh, but then they tell me I got to pay $30 to make it stand vertically, which is how I have mine stand all the time. Is yours standing vertically, Brandon? No, mine's horizontally because okay. of my setup. Okay. 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 So because of my setup, mine is always standing vertical. Like I don't have room to sit it horizontally. So I'm not paying an extra 30 bucks. Uh, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> do you know what else I'm not paying for? What else you're not paying for? Jack Skellington and Alan Wake coming to Fortnite. Not paying <laughs> for that. Um. Oh yeah. I mean, what <laughs> else can we say? Like that's it's more characters topical to the season coming to to Fortnite. 
Jack Skellington, I guess I'm not, I'm surprised isn't already in the game. I thought a previous Halloween would have gotten the him in, but hey, cool, better late than never. Alan Wake is it's not so much that I think it's surprising that Alan Wake is coming to Fortnite. That part isn't surprising. I just find it hilarious that these two are just coming at the same time. <laughs> like like they're both horror icons or mm-hmm. no, nah, maybe not. Maybe not horror icons, both Halloween icons uh coming to um Fortnite. Sure, that makes sense, but then like you got on one side the <laughs> The Disney uh, Halloween mascot, basically, and then on the other side, Alan Wake from an actual horror game. It's like I just find it funny that just like they're coming at the same time. That's all. I think, yeah. I think we were. I think previously we were talking about um, staff layoffs and mismanagement of money at. Uh, <laughs> they had to pay for that, Jack Skellington. <laughs> they had to pay for Woody and and. Uh, Whoever well, else? Now Jack Skellington. And now Jack Skellington and Alan Wake, and here we Disney are. he wants that money, man. Alan Wake probably wasn't that much, relatively speaking. <laughs> like, re- like, like Remedy probably didn't. I'm like so Remedy funny. probably didn't like a. Go ahead, like, I'm Remedy sorry, probably, No, no, no. Like Remedy probably didn't put like a high price tag on Alan Wake, but Jack Skellington, you gotta be kidding me. That's gotta be expensive. That's so funny. Like that that is so funny to me. Like it's just like Disney, ah, oh, they had to pay so much money. And then poor Alan Wake, you're just like, ah, that was cheap. Like they got that for nothing. Oh man. That's Remini's hilarious. like, no, please put him put him into Fortnite. We need the promotion. Wow, Remini's begging and then Disney's like, pay us. Oh, yeah. Rough times. Uh so also we got the first trailer for Dragon Ball Daima. That Daima am I saying that right? Mm. Daima? Um, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I think I would assume so. Releasing, I, I'm pronouncing as Daima, so yeah. Okay, perfect. Releasing in so, fall 2024, about a year from now. Uh, so, Brandon, tell me all about it. Good, bad? What, what's up? I've had time to sit with the trailer for a little bit. Initial impressions weren't the most positive, I will fully admit. Because, I don't know, it seemed like the idea of everyone turning into kids seemed like a gimmick to me. <laughs> like, sorry. just, just. just <laughs> It did, oh. and and I just and I just can't help but think about Dragon Ball GT, which also had the gimmick of turning Goku back into a kid mm. for that particular arc, and uh, I don't like the beginning of GT at all. Like mm. like I think I think I think GT got better later, which is a hot take if you talk to a lot of Dragon Ball. There's a lot of Dragon Ball fans will tell you that all of GT is bad. I I personally like the end of GT. Like the last few arcs were fine. It's just early GT I absolutely despise. But um. That aside, yeah, everyone's back to being kids again, and it seems to be blending in the from the trailer, blending in the kind of adventurous spirit of Dragon Ball with some of the fighting with Z. I really hope that ter- ter- turns out well. A lot of people wanted just a continuation of Super, just straight up, because the manga of Super has continued past where the anime ended a few years ago, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, when are we gonna get these arcs adapted into?" Um, the anime <laughs> Never. and it's not happening they're just literally doing this instead so i was like what the hell i kind of wanted to see some of those arcs adapted yeah. but at the same time i'm i've really come time i really had time to think about it and they've clearly been working on this for a while because super ended a few years ago like i think pre-covid super ended mm. the anime i mean so they've been working on and it's still not coming out until fall this time next year so that's like almost five full years 
I want to believe that they've had some time to really figure out where they want the series to go so it doesn't feel as contrived and as um, samey as past seasons were. And maybe there's the way they'll do it. Depending on how they handle this, I think there's potential for some really fun stuff. But uh, we were just going to have to see because, again, it is not the continuation that we necessarily wanted, but hopefully it's something we'll still enjoy nonetheless. I'll give it a watch if you recommend it. <laughs> That's pretty much where I'm at on it. After, yeah. obviously, after you've seen it. Sure. Um, so, recently, uh, Bobby Kotick said that Phil had asked him to stay, Phil Spencer, asked him to stay on as CEO uh, of um, Activision Blizzard King, reporting to him, and they agreed that he would do so through the end of 2023 because, as we all know, the acquisition has gone through. We don't have to talk about this anymore. I feel like we've been talking about this on this podcast for over a year now. We're done. We don't mm -hmm. have to talk about it anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, so one of those conditions that we talked about personally was uh, that uh, Bobby Kotick would finally be out after you know the way that things were handled at Activision Blizzard King, uh, which I will now refer to as ABK. Um, the, the, just the, you know, the, the horrible way things were handed, the way that people were getting laid off and he was still getting paid more money. And one of those things that was a brief highlight in this situation was that he was going to be gone. So for him to say that, uh, you know, Phil Spencer was like, can you please stay on? Not really a fan of this, but I will go ahead and read, um, the, the, the email that he sent to uh, all ABK employees. It says, team, today marks a milestone in our company's ce celebrated history. Season combining with Microsoft will bring new resources and new opportunities to our extraordinary teams worldwide. It will also enable us to deliver more fun, more joy, and more connection to more players than ever before. This moment is possible because of our efforts over four decades to innovate, inspire, and achieve. When Brian Kelly and I began this journey in 1991, we intended to build a company that, we uh, that would have great impact and lasting value. Your tireless work and unwavering commitment to excellence enabled us to do just that. In the 1980s, we pioneered independent third-party game development with Pitfall, River Raid, and Kaboom. In the 1990s, we united the world with online multiplayer games like Mech Warrior, Warcraft, and Starcraft. In the 2000s, we introduced Call of Duty, which became one of the most successful entertainment franchises in history. Still true today. We also introduced Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which entered popular culture in ways few video games ever have. In the 2010s, we debuted Candy Crush Saga, which to date has been downloaded more than 5 billion times and contributed to our total worldwide players being 50% female. I will continue to read and not comment on that. Uh, your dedication is what makes it possible for us to continually push envelopes, break records, and delight players. Amid the uncertainty of the last 21 months, you've remained focused, as always, on serving our players and supporting each other. I've long said that I'm fully committed to helping with the transition. Phil has asked me to stay on as CEO of ABK, reporting to him, and, have a, and we've agreed that I will do that through the end of 2023. We both look forward to working together on a smooth integration of our teams and players. Brian and I couldn't be more excited on the next chapter of ABK. We now join one of the most successful global companies, poised for unprecedented opportunities to connect the world through our games. As a part of Microsoft, we will be even better together, Bobby. So... That's what he said. I know that the end of 2023 is already here. It's already October. I understand from a business standpoint asking the guy to stay for the next two, three months uh, because it just makes sense. However, mm. why? <laughs> like, I just feel like <laughs> yeah. personally, I feel like, and I don't know, 
but personally, I feel like somehow this is going to go into him getting some type of further further severance package or working through the year. Or maybe there's a contract he has to deal with. Or somehow I just feel like he's going to be stuck on longer than just, just you know, the end of this year. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But to me, this is a bad sign. Like, it just feels like there's something behind it. It could be nothing. And I could be completely wrong. And he could literally just be out at the end of this year and just make the transition easier by having, you know, a head of ABK to, to work through the transition. But he said he's answering the fill anyway, so what's the point? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, it's pretty much everything you said. Like, um, obviously, I think everyone who is in the know about Bobby Kotick wants him to go as soon as possible. But realistically... For a transition like this to work, I just didn't think it was going to happen overnight. Even when the when the ink was was dried, because yeah. like, you know, they got to find. You know, I guess the other option could have been to make an interim CEO in the meantime while they worked on which getting a new one. Kind of like what they're doing, with, which is yeah, which is what they did with with Jim Ryan. That's going on Jim Ryan. Like he's working, I think, until the end of this year. If, when we talk, last talked about it, uh, working to the end of the year, and then they're going to have an interim CEO for like a few months mm-hmm. until they find the next one, which even I thought that was weird because if Jim Ryan is, I don't know, I don't know how business politics work, but I feel like if you know the guy is leaving in like a year or so, why aren't you looking for the new CEO now? Why does it have to be an interim for that transition with this amount of time? With this time, it would have made a lot of sense. Just like Al Kotick put an interim CEO for uh, until 2024 and then get the new one in when you're, when you're ready. But as, as as sucks as it is to say, like Phil Spencer's a businessman, he probably thought that for the, the business thing to do was to just keep Kotick in yeah. for this little transition going to 2024. Like we like you and I, we both get it. Yeah. It just sucks. It sucks. And like you said, it is probably gonna lead to him getting a greater severance package if he was specifically asked to say for the remaining months following the acquisition. So I'm for, for those who want Kotick to like have a bad ending. I'm sorry to say that it's just not going to happen. If anything, it's 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 just it's just he's just gonna he's gonna get even bigger pay. Like the only silver lining is that he like again, like you said, we're at the end of uh 2023 practically. We got two months left. He's going, so eventually he'll be gone. We think, and we can. Well, yeah, no, we <laughs> oh, we could get into a Star Wars Revenge of the Sith situation where the Chancellor is like, oh, don't worry, I'll give power back once the war is over. Exactly. And then, <laughs> and then it becomes the Emperor and then just doesn't go. So, you know. Forever. Yeah, so if, if we get in that situation, obviously this is the worst case scenario, but assuming they're, they're keeping to the word and that he's just out in 2023, well, it's not great, but it's the reality of the situation and he'll be gone soon enough. So one more question about this before I move on to the last topic that we have. Sure. Um, how do you feel about the acquisition finally going through? Oh yeah, I guess we haven't actually had a talk to yeah, about the, we fact the acquisition finally. It just feels like such a long saga. Like like you said, we've been talking about this a year plus. Just like the various uh, developments of the story that just kept coming. Like it just seemed like I know Kelly was getting tired of it for a while. Yeah. When when, when she was a regular Kelly and Gabe, and it was Kelly and Gabe. I hadn't quite gotten to the point. Like, I don't want to talk about this anymore, but I was starting to be like, oh, another update, huh? (laughs) So it's finally over. Um, No, like my first thought was just like, wow, it really is an era because it's just been so long that everything is going on with the FCC conflict. I'm just, it's relief is more than anything. I'm just happy this is finally over. I was getting to the point where I just didn't care what happened anymore. Mm. Like my, my initial thing, I 
maybe people can call me out of this past podcast. Maybe I said something different. I don't remember. It's been over a year. But I feel like my initial, but I feel like my initial thing was like, ooh, I don't think this is good for the for the, for the game industry. That seems like a bad acquisition. And this just and then it just kept going. I was like, man, just to do it. Just get just take Activision Blizzard, whatever. It, Microsoft can have their advantage, I guess. Whatever. If if it'll help them, like whatever. Uh, I just know that like some stuff has come out, like Elder Scrolls Six is now being confirmed to be skipping PS5, for example. I know there's some people real pissed about that one, for example, but I think that was inevitable if it was buying all those. But that's Bethesda. That's not even relevant to this. I'm, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's it's relevant because they are owned I, by I, I, Microsoft. Th- yeah, yeah. So excluding Call of Duty, which they explicitly said, yeah, that'll still keep that'll still be multi-platform. Everything they didn't else say is for probably- how long. They did not say for how long. Correct, like they for gave the time them like being, a seven year like option to at least go through PS Five, and PlayStation was like, "No, fuck y'all." So we don't know. We don't know. I guess it'll come on Nintendo systems because that was part of that deal. <laughs> so uh, here's hoping that that Switch Two we've been talking about for a little bit uh, can actually run a Call of Duty because the current Switch cannot. Whatever be the cloud version, which. Uh, I think this is. Yeah, I'm just glad it's over. The end of uh, something. I feel like this is the start, rather, of something really bad. Oh, it very well could be. It uh, very well could be because it really. It's it's just. It's just such a big company. It's like one of the biggest like companies out there. Yeah. Like for context, I don't. I would consider Activision Blizzard a bigger company than, say, Bethesda. But back in the days with uh, when E3 was still, you know, alive and well, Bethesda was one of the few companies that wasn't part of the big three that had E3 press conferences. Yeah. And that was a big deal when they got bought out. Mm-hmm. And again, Activision Blizzard, I think, is bigger. And it got better. It is, you know, again, it is the house that makes Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. I think those are its two biggest franchises. And now and one of the Crush, big three. Just, like how many parents can- are playing Candy Crush? Like they own all of us now. They, they just, they just oh my gosh, it yeah. reminds me of that tweet, that meme tweet that was like, uh, you are now acquired by Microsoft, like, here's yeah. a guide on what to do. That's how it really feels, and I do not like yeah. that. I don't like this at all. I feel like um, I feel like my biggest issue, I think, with this is that Microsoft hasn't shown us that they can handle company acquisitions. Like, it's been no. three years of company acquisitions and literally so little to show for it that was actually good and worth something. And then the promises that we were made uh, as far as Xbox and acquisitions were things like, um, God, what is their, what is their launch game that wasn't a launch game? Uh, Halo. Halo Infinite. Mm. Bad. It did not come out the way it was supposed to. Um the, the next acquisition title, the big one that we were waiting on that was shown at E3, uh, the Bethesda one with the vampires. Oh, God, why can't I think Oh, Redfall. Redfall That's... came out. Bad. Um, the, yeah. the, 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 the other... Arcane. Yeah. Yes, Arcane. Thank you, not Bethesda. Arcane. Um, the Bethesda, Starfield, not horrible. Definitely not living up to any expectations that people have been looking for. Nothing that they've been able to produce so far has been on the caliber of something from an independent studio like Square Enix or um, 
you know, I'm thinking Final Fantasy 16. I don't know what else came out. Anything that, that published by Nintendo, developed by some other, like, uh, uh, company has been, I feel like, quality-wise, very good. Um, they, they admitted what they did wrong with, uh, the Arcane situation. Um, uh, we're getting a new, a new head of, uh, ABK eventually. Who knows how that's gonna, you know, make things work out. Uh, Overwatch has been an issue sometimes. World of Warcraft has been an issue sometimes. Like, I don't think that, that, I, I think they have the money, but I don't think they've proven themselves to be able to make such huge acquisitions when they can't handle the smaller ones that they've already gotten. So to me, this is all just going downhill. Uh, you know, they're talking about streaming. We got the rumor of how their next Xbox is streaming only. There's no di there's no disc drive whatsoever, and they want us tra to transition to something like Game Pass and just you know only streaming as an option. I think that's bad. That's what that's literally what Xbox is pushing for. And if they get the opportunity to own something like ABK. And, and force all of us to, to go that way, we're not going to have a choice. Like, I, I really feel like this is bad because I feel like they're they're literally forcing the gaming industry into playing a certain way, and that's the Game Pass model of gameplay. And I don't mm. personally like it. <laughs> like, I, I think we should have more player choice. I think we should be allowed to vote more with our money and our pockets, and I don't see that... Ha like, how can we vote with our pockets on the way the next Call of Duty comes out, right? If it's just mm. going to be on Game Pass and we're already right. paying for it. How can we talk about how we want Overwatch to be fixed if there's, like, just this Battle Pass that you get for free now on Game Pass? Like, wh there's there's no incentive for us to do anything about it. I dislike that. And I, I, I am I'm not a fan of this acquisition. I think it's really bad for the industry. Um, and I hope that Sony doesn't do some type of retaliatory um, acquisition. But that's the other thing. Like all of the all of the acquisitions that Sony has made, I feel like have they've done a better job with <laughs> games that have come out than Xbox has done. Um, that's but, true. You know that it is what it is. The last thing I'm gonna say is that um, where is it? Dang it! I had it up. We got another message today that I'll just read out really quickly so we can get out of here. Because, you know, why not? Oh, uh, this message. Pete Hines, after 24 years, I've decided my time at Bethesda Softworks has come to an end. I'm retiring and will begin an exciting new chapter of my life, exploring interests and passions, donating my time where I can, and taking more time to enjoy life. This is not a decision I came to easily or quickly, but after an amazing career culminating in the incredible launch of Starfield, it feels like the time is right there's certainly not goodbye. This is certainly not goodbye uh, by any means. My love of Bethesda and its people has never wavered, and I will never stop being a part of this incredible community we have grown. Thank you to the hundreds and thousands of fans I've gotten to meet and talk to over the last 24 years. Your energy, creativity, and support have been such a big part of my journey. I look forward to experiencing the next part of the adventure alongside you. Working with the amazing people, teams, and studios at Bethesda has been the greatest experience of my life. I'm incredibly proud of everything we've done together, and I'm genuinely excited to see the amazing things they will create next. Love you guys. Pete. And then there was a follow-up send-off from yeah, um, Bethesda. It says, <laughs> To whom it may concern, please excuse Pete Hines from work. After devoting so much of his time, love, and care to Bethesda, we are prescribing him <laughs> ongoing treatment in the form of the following. Lots of gaming, uh, devoting care and affection to 
foster pups and keeping a few card collecting in all forms mls usa mtg having fun with friends in the community and of course more games signed bethesda <laughs> so this is this this annoys me to no end yeah because i just feel like what a coincidental time to to quit right starfield comes yeah. out it's proven that codex not going anywhere and now he's like you know what peace and to me this is one of those like it could be nothing at all to be fair i'm just talking shit here i know nothing it could be nothing at all but this reminds me of um god mm, i can't dang it i can't remember um but this this okay so i'll just give you an example this reminds me of one of those scenarios where it's like you're in a company and the company has done something that you don't like so as soon as it's over you're just like all right it was great but it's time for me to go but we all know that it's because like you don't believe in what the company's doing but you can't say that so you just have yeah. to like exit on your own and then the follow-up is just like oh no yeah he loved it here we love you but you know we understand you gotta go so good luck go have all the fun playing the games that is a hundred percent what this seems like to me it seems like uh he was done with the way things were working out he didn't like it you know we had an issue with where the redfall devs were all just like look we got bought out this is not what we planned we didn't want to put this game out the way it was we were kind of forced into it xbox didn't help us at all and now look at how the game is and then you have starfield come out and it's like mm, okay it's okay it's not what we wanted to put out it's not exactly what it should have been but it's good enough to go you know people are already over it i think it's time for me to leave too and now we have Kodak coming in and it, it, like he's staying uh pete, pete hines who's been there for 24 years is out and they make this cheeky little we love you goodbye thing. And it just like it all just seems like there's an undertone of something that we don't know happening that caused this. And that's just me speculating. Allegedly. I have no idea. He could have just been like, all right, our big game is done. I'm out. Good luck. That could very well have been the end of that. Uh, but I don't know. I just don't like the way it happened. Yeah, it just seems a very, it, it does seem a bit cloak and dagger, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like what the timing? timing? I mean, <laughs> like, exactly. The, the timing is what gets me. Just like now, like Starfield has been out for I, what a month already or more. Yeah, about a month now. About a month because it came out like uh, mid to late September. So yeah, about a month. So, and no, it came out September sixth. It's been over a month. So yeah, we're a little over a month. About a month and a half out from it. Um, yeah, it just it just seems like a weird. It just seems like. Oh, maybe weird is not the right word, but the timing is just very is very interesting, and yeah, that uh, that follow message I I just found it hilarious. It's just I hate uh, it so much. I, I just it seems like I just quality control I just could, to me. It really did. It really did, and that's why I found it funny. Honestly, just yeah. like I don't know if this was like another company that like if someone at like I don't know like someone from Nintendo posted like was leaving and then they posted that like i think it would sincere. feel genuine yeah it would seem sincere and genuine yeah like like let's say doug bowser was on his way out then for just because he just wanted the man just wanted to retire mm -hmm. and play more games or something like that would have been cool but like yeah you can't you can't ignore the elephant in the room you can't ignore the signs you're just looking at what it is and it just it's exactly as you said like i don't really have too much to add if i'm being perfectly honest i think you summed it up pretty well just like yeah, just I just can't not believe there's not something else going in the uh, beneath the surface of what's going on here. It just seems so sus. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> sus. 
the timing, the message. It all just seems so suspicious. Um, but yeah, I'm tired. So <laughs> we have nothing else. I think we're good. I, th- I feel like that just stressed me out and drained me more than it needed to. Uh, I'm very annoyed by that. So let's go out on a positive note. Thank you, Brandon, for being here. It was a great time, as usual. Absolutely. Talking to Brand the Man. Um, you guys don't forget to check out his streams. How often are you doing them? Weekly, correct? Well, I try to do them like I, I full full disclosure as a week of this, but whatever this podcast is recording, I'm not doing as many because I'm trying to finish a few games before Spider Man Two and Mario Wonder comes out. I will be doing a stream of Mario Wonder, uh, but I am averaging two to three, two to three streams a week. And since we're kind of like we're doing more consistently on Mondays, I'm going to be streaming more consistently on Wednesdays now. And uh, I, I think Wednesday is the only consistent day I can really uh, I can really commit to at this time. Because my life is going through all kinds of changes. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out some stuff on the stream side. But I am at least going to try to get streams consistently out on Wednesdays. Um, following the week of Mario Wonder and Spider-Man 2. So you can look forward to that. But otherwise, uh, check out my socials for details. Because I will be posting when I do go live. And you guys will also hear all about our choices for Game of the Year. What we're looking at. What we're considering. We're going to have a great conversation on some of the games that you definitely should check out um, if you haven't this year because we think they're the best of the best. So that's going to be really fun, really exciting. Look out for our Game of the Year conversation. Um, coming up soon-ish, probably in a month. Um, we'll see how that works out. Uh, we're also going to try to get a little bit more cons- or I'm going to try to get a little bit more consistent to the podcast. Thank you, everyone who's still watching us. You know, I, I always think, you know, sometimes we have to take time off for this or that or you know things come up or we have to talk about things and meet up but it's been like what three years i think and we're still three three years three years consistent yes and we're still getting more views (laughs) like and i'm just like thank you guys so much um so thanks for hanging out with us uh yes thank you thank you thanks everyone for listening thanks for everyone for for watching thanks for being patient with us because yes. we do have to take breaks sometimes because of life because you know if you've if you're an adult you know that life do be happening sometimes yeah. but thank you for being patient and uh if you really enjoy this podcast uh, tell a few friends about us yes. we'd love to hear some more thoughts about uh our thoughts on games and what you are all thinking about uh the stuff that happens as well tell us what you you guys are playing we'd like to hear your, what you're playing as well you know we want to hear all of it and also, you know, I know we haven't been on Twitch lately. Uh, we've been having some issues with uh, the streaming side of things. Um, so thank you guys for still watching. Even if it's not on Twitch, you guys are still watching us on YouTube and listening. So thank you for that. We're going to try to get back on Twitch so we can have some more chat interaction because that's always fun. And I've talked too much. Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Let's go.